0: Welcome to the Education and Empowerment Podcast. In this show, our hosts explore success and advancement through education by interviewing today's top leaders in the fields of education, business, and technology in order to provide insight into what it really takes to succeed. This show is brought to you by Force Day, a
1: SaaS-enabled online booking marketplace for student and intern housing. Force Day provides turnkey, all-in-one, cloud-based accommodation software solutions for colleges, universities, and organizations. Learn more at offcampus.forstay.com and landlords.forstay.com. All right, let's get into the show. In this episode, we have the pleasure to meet Rami Kala. He founded Point in Time Studios 20 years ago and has been operating in student housing industry for over 10 years. Point in Time is revered for creating engaging video content, photorealistic renderings, and VR tools for many well-known brands in student housing space. In our podcast episode, we will expand this topic of modern tools' impact on education, Metaverse Example. This morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you're connecting from, I'm so excited to bring Rami Kala, the executive producer, owner, and founder of Point in Time Studios that specializes in student and multifamily housing videos and marketing. There's so much more to the work that you do, and I'm really excited to have a chance to connect with you and to learn from your wisdom. I want to get us started by if there's a motto or a quote that you live by. Oh, that's a great question.
0: Oh, I just had, you know, I do a daily kind of stand-up with my team and we have like a daily quote. One of the ones that really kind of stands out to me is by Winston Churchill. He says, Attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. And I really believe that. You know, it's we're all melt, you know, met with challenges of different levels. And if you can come in with the right attitude, I feel like you can handle most of the things. So I think attitude is is a huge, does make a big difference.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. I wonder if this is a premise to you know, what inspired you to pursue this field and if you can describe what drives your passion, I guess, about this field.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So when I was about 10 years old, my dad bought one of those big cameras with the VCR and I just fell in love with it. I took it, learned how to use the camera, started making short films with friends and family. So I was known around the neighborhood as the film kid and just fell in love with storytelling. I love telling stories. That was really the fun part about it. And from there, it sort of evolved. I went to school, studied business and Spanish and just became disenchanted, you know, in the environment that I was in. And I was like, you know, I'm, I want to do my own thing. And so I started point time. It's been now 20 years ago, never looked back. And, you know, it's just been an awesome ride. So from there we started doing a lot of, you know, corporate videos and then we got to 3d and then virtual augmented reality. So it's, it's been a lot of fun.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, you know, 20 years is certainly, you know, a very good measure and a milestone, so to speak. And I'm sure with your, you know, seniority and your experience and expertise, you can maybe comment on how, you know, virtual reality and the new technology sort of affecting, you know, student housing and what is the future that it's giving?
0: Yeah, my first experience with virtual reality, I got to put a Samsung gear on, you put your phone in and all of a sudden I was sitting courtside watching LeBron play basketball. And I knew in that moment that traditional video was eventually going to evolve into this. I didn't know when, I didn't know how, but I knew that this immersive technology, although it wasn't great at the time, was going to be a game changer and it was going to affect all industries and kind of fast forward a few months as actually building a new house. And I walk into the design center and they say, imagine this flooring with those countertops and those cabinets. And they just give you a little square. And I said, how, why is this not a virtual reality? I want to walk into my kitchen and VR and choose what I want. And so I started creating this experience, really shopping it to like David Weekly Homes and some of these other new home builders. And it was a little ahead of its time. And so then I pivoted to student housing because I knew that students are really early adopters of new technology and they're going to be the ones that are going to want to do it. So that was really, you know, what changed a lot for us was really pivoting to student housing. So
1: it's amazing i mean obviously with you know america's over 20 million student population you can really tap into this you know really big market congratulations i mean rami i do believe that you know the work that you're doing is so exciting and you know you can certainly bring a lot of insights you know from the field and as i'm sure you know you know higher education has uh, continued to change and is changing you know even though it's not as agile as we you know want it to be but you know obviously some of some of the you know thoughts are oh you know there's been pre-covid and then post-covid and then i think people are discussing oh people try to avoid to discuss COVID in general but i think if we were to kind of refer in point of time in like 2020 then you know moving forward How would you describe this technology that, again, you are working on and that we all kind of, you know, use to change universities? How can universities adapt to this technology? And I guess one of the other questions there is, I mean, is it the content that they're going to get out of this? And if so, you know, how content is so like useful or important? Can you give your two cents on that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, take you back to 08, 09, you know, and I've had business now 20 years. So I've seen a lots of different economic cycles. And what I saw back in 08, 09 is people weren't spending money. There was no money. It was just, you know, marketing was cut off. So when COVID happened, I sort of prepared for the worst. I said, okay, here we go. There's going to be a national, you know, international crisis. There's going to be no money. Right. And what I found was the opposite was companies and especially student housing say, Hey, you know, we've got these beautiful buildings. We've got to still market. Our leasing offices are closed. We need solutions. Right. So we pivoted very quickly and became really a resource, you know, for a lot of our customers to have virtual tours, to have an you know, ability to, to tour and lease up online, but they needed the tools, they needed the content. You know, right. One of our clients, Brent Little, of our Fountain residential gave us a nice shout-out on stage at a conference a few months ago and just say, Hey, that point in time really helped them, you know, through that period. So so again, you know. What I thought might have been a challenge, you know, might have been a bad thing, ended up being a, a good thing during a difficult time because I think people realize, hey, you can't stop marketing. You need to still put money into that to continue to lease up your property. As far as student housing goes in particular, the way I see the future of it, you know, you're dealing with students and they're again early adopters. So when you talk about things like the metaverse, right. you know, fully connected, mm-hmm. immersive world where we're gonna live and work and buy things, you know, in Bitcoin, it's all blockchain-based, AI driven. You know, it's, you think of the convergence of all of those worlds together, it's going to be the students, you know, it's going to be those early adopters, they're going to be the ones that do it. And so as student housing development companies, you know, looking at this technology, you know, I'd say, you know, start being able to implement those, you know, into your leasing because the students are going to expect it and the companies that are doing that are going to win.
1: Right. Right. And then, you know, so like, again, when you're looking at higher education, are we also referring to, you know, on-campus housing, right? I mean, it's not only the the demand side, obviously, they also the supply side, right? So like making sure that, you know, the units that you can, and especially for international students too, would you think that relates to international students as well? hundred percent. I mean, you know, during
0: COVID, obviously nobody could go see it in person. If you're international, it's so much easier to be able to put on a headset or just do a tour virtually. It just makes everything so much simpler, and you can make decisions. And now we're seeing Gen Zers; a lot of them are signing leases sight unseen, and it's just normal for them. And if right. you talk to the Boomers, to them, some of that seems crazy. But yeah. to you know the the Gen Zers, the Millennial, it's become the norm. And so I think it's it's going to have a huge impact on international students. We are working with campuses. On some campuses, are actually creating their own metaverse. They want to take their whole university and put it in the metaverse, so students can walk around and have conversations and go to classes. So we're already in talks with a few universities, you know, on campus and on-campus housing for this as well. So it's very exciting times.
1: That's great. I mean, you know, metaverse is, you know, certainly this new, huge, big, you know, thing that, you know, everybody is discussing. When Mm -hmm. you were to kind of, you know, describe like metaverse and maybe like human behavior and the social interaction, how does that, you know, apply? Like what application are you seeing today? So when you're talking to these, you know, universities today... Are they only using you know the metaverse just for you know the student housing, or have you seen them using that in other sort of subfields or other auxiliary services as well?
0: No, that's a great question. I mean, even outside student housing, and we're creating virtual reality experiences for police officers where they can do training in you know what would be normally very dangerous situations. So we'd actually create worlds and you know film in live action prisons and you know talk wow. about things like domestic mm-hmm. violence and so. You know, think about when you can create a metaverse and create a you know a full virtual world. The sky is the limit. Right. So if you want to have you know students that are you know wanting to learn how to communicate with other students across different cultures, I'm speaking with an uh, international masters program where basically the students are you know wanting to you know what are certain social cues that maybe across cultures I might do that might offend you or vice versa. Right. So right. You know, our avatars can practice having those conversations in a in a metaverse anywhere in the world. And so creating those little areas, you know, all these different satellite campus. So that's just an example. What I am seeing is one campus who work with, they have a volumetric scanner. So you literally stand in this oh, dome wow. of cameras that films your body in 360 and the teachers can actually give live lectures. It's not going to be this cartoony avatar anymore. It's going to be me think of like Tron beaming myself into the classroom and I can give full instruction to students as myself in the metaverse. So the kids are going to have to go to class. They're going to be able to sit in their rooms put their headset on and they're it in the class right away. So wow. we're, already, we're already working with some universities on this technology. So
1: that's exciting. And at what pace would you say universities are adapting to this type of technology? Like, do you see majorities up to this or is it kind of like, you know, selected few that are figuring out what, what right. would you say is like that critical aspect to push this, you know, innovation to be massive, not just for selected few, if that's what you're seeing.
0: So what I'm seeing is there are a selective few that are what I call innovators in the space, right, that are investing heavily in the technology. And they're willing to really be on the, the frontier of it, right? So there's a risk with that. The exactly. Technology isn't, you know, as good as it's going to be in 5, 10 years. So they're the ones out there taking those, you know, you know taking that risk and, and playing with the technology. But what you are going to see is that we've got Apple Glass, we've got Google Glass coming the headsets are going to come down in price. They're going to be easier. So you think of like the big bulk of your headsets, be right. more like glasses like I'm wearing right now. Mm-hmm. So that's going to allow it to really open up to the masses. So more students, more people in general are going to live in a metaverse and augmented virtual reality. And you're going you know, to see the cell phone go away. It's all going to be voice activation. You know, originally you're going to tether to the phone and then eventually it'll just be all in the, in the headset. And next iteration is contacts, which they're already working on. So I really think once you see that, The university is going to be pushed to have to, you know, have more classes in the metaverse, you know, using volumetric scanning, all these things, because a lot of students are going to have the hardware and the software to to, to beam in. So. (laughs)
1: That's amazing. You know, it's exciting because, you know, obviously you see, you know, I've been participating in a number of conferences, you know, over the past, you know, year, year and a half, and you're seeing, you know, more flexibility, more agility, and more, less resistance to those you know, basically phenomena is, so oh, we don't want to do it and that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm seeing, like, for example, I'm personally seeing a lot of universities being more open to, you know, adapt to new technology and to sort of, you know, stay abreast with, you know, the futuristic, you know, developments that's happening. Mm-hmm. Can you share your two cents on maybe kind of like your general take on, you know, where it's going? And if we are keeping up, I think we should start with a question of, should they keep up or should they just like leave it as is like, what would you say is the right thought process there for executives and education to take? I definitely think they're going to need to keep up.
0: I think, you know, like I was saying that, you know, Facebook, for instance, you know, with Meta, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's put a, you know, billions of dollars, you know, into Oculus into now Meta and, you know, he believes in it, you know, and if you look at the the earnings on it, they've actually, you know, lost money. Right now, but he's continuing to put money in because he sees the future and this is where everything is going to go. So it's you know, it's like, you know, going where the puck is going to be, right? So right. you know, you have to play like that. Yeah. I think that, you know, although yes, it, it can feel like a risk. I have this video that I played during one of my presentations. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a Katie Couric and some of the, you know, news people talking about the internet. And it's about 25 years old or so. And they're trying to talk about and what is the internet and how does it work and what's this WWW? And if you listen to it now, it's comical because they just sound like (laughs) a bunch of children talking about something they have no idea what it is, right? I really believe 10 years from now, that is going to be us, right? We're going to look back. The metaverse is going to be just a part of our everyday lives. And these conversations now are going to be, you know, they're going to look back and be like, wow, that's funny because there's a time where we had no idea what this was going to be. And I'm not the one that said this. The CEO of Microsoft actually made that comment as well and was quoted as saying that, that it's, she's liking the metaverse to what was the internet, you know, 25, 30 years ago. So it's really, that's again, either you jump on it and, you know, ride that wave or you're going to be left behind and crashed by it. So it's, you know, that's, that's how I see it. And I really believe that the universities, the ones that I've worked with are really, you know, pushing harder. I've talked to some K through 12 schools that really want to get in it. You know, they don't have as much funding to do these things, but I think it's going to trickle down and
1: you're going to see it in K through 12 as well. So. That's amazing. Rami, this is very, you know, very inspirational and such a needed topic. One of the sort of obstacles that I'm facing with adapting to new technology and four stays also, you know, student housing, you know, technology company, I also see, you know, resistance with, you know, specific institutions or like sort of like when you're looking at decision makers and influencers as well and and it is the the resistance perhaps, you know, in my opinion and my experience is because they don't know probably the benefits or they don't know that it is possible right they see that as more of a complex thing so for somebody who's you know listening to this podcast and you know is probably excited to see if they can implement something like that can you help us sort of demystify what the process is like you know what is kind of the first thing that you need to do what's the second thing you know is it stakeholder engagement is it you know the positioning is it Like, how would you engage a a prospective higher education institution to get them excited to this and to help them, you know, level up with, you know, the competition?
0: No, it's a great question. So, you know, you look back at the metaverse has been around for a while. People don't realize that Fortnite, Roblox, kids have been creating worlds for several years now, right? It's nothing really new. We've been creating in the metaverse for several years as well, creating a lot of CGI worlds. We built part of downtown Phoenix years oh, wow. ago. So we have these structures and buildings that, you know, you can buy the NFT it's, you know, and the real building and, and we're already seeing them with cars. Right. So, you know, what I tell people that, if, you know, are hesitant, you know, it's already been here. Again, right. looking out the next five to 10 years, what's coming down the road. But for instance, we have a client right now that's looking to create a university that's completely online. So mm, no oh, brick wow. and mortar at all. So what we're doing is we're creating basically a proof of concept. We're creating part of the university, part of the world. Right. And then, from there, you know, we could show what it's like to go to class, to hang out with other students, have conversations. And so, you know, be able to create a smaller piece of that. Right. And then show that. Because really, you know, a, a picture is worth a thousand words, a video is, you know, a million. Right. So if I can take you and put you in the space,
1: I think you'll see the value of it and go, oh, I get it. Right. So I think that's a really big, big piece to it. Got it. So basically, you're recommending that, you know, people get started by giving it a try and taking the risk to try to see like what the benefits are. And and would you say that a lot of what you do is, you know, customizable? Or is it more of like, okay, so that's it, and you can't change is it, you know, could certain parts of the work that you do, and you know, the virtual reality and metaverse and all of that, is it customizable, or it's not?
0: For sure, it is. I mean, when I was making, you know, new home centers, design centers, you know, we had it where you could basically change out the flooring, the sofas, the colors. And so, the way technology is now, I mean, you can have a whole palette of things you can change. Right. But if somebody comes mm-hmm. to us and says, "Hey, we need to change this environment or make the interaction different," it's very customizable. And that's you know, but once it's built, and the university is built. Then from there, you know, they can really you know create the experience that they want. But absolutely, very customizable. And that's the nice thing about it. I tell people, I was like, "Look." you can build the actual structure or we can do it in virtual reality in the right. metaverse so right. it's a lot easier and cheaper because i can take it down and change things out a lot faster than we could do it in real in the real world so yeah
1: exactly it just reminded me this summer i took my you know children to visit the elders you know overseas and you know like imagine this you know place where you know your neighbor is about you know about a kilometer away and so we had this social gathering where you know, my father asked my son to go, you know, talk to x, y, and z to invite him over. And you would think that it would be a task that requires at least like 30 minutes, because you know, you have to walk you have to go talk to the X person and then come back. And then my son comes back in about three minutes and says, you know, I found I found his uh, grand Instagram page, and I and I just like texted him, and he he talked to his father, and they confirmed that they're coming. So my father was like, "What? <laughs> it's that speed, it's that interaction that's like changing the way we we interact. That, that's really exciting." Well, Rami, what would you say is the next you know big thing that's coming that universities should be aware of? Like, what piece of advice? you know, would you give for people, you know, to, to start thinking about like immersive technologies and VR and yeah. such?
0: I'm really excited. You know, I've been watching the Apple patents for a while. Apple's always been an innovator. The Apple, you know, glass is going to be, I think is going to make a big, big change and, and ripple into this VR world. You're going to The first one's going to be virtual reality, and then you're going to see a VR AR capability. So holograms, if you're on campus, you need to be able to get directions to, you know, your Memorial Union or whatever another building. You'll have digital maps that'll show up in the real world, overlaid, you know, in CGI. If you need to, you know, surf the web, you're gonna be able to voice activate. It'll come up as a hologram. You want to watch right. TV? So all those things, you know, allowing students to go to navigate around the university, interact with friends, go to classes. I think that's going to be the big game changer we're going to see. Oculus, I'm sorry, Meta just came out with their new headset, which is mixed reality. So if you think of augmented reality of holograms, mixed reality, what I always say is like Pokemon, Pokemon Go, I can I can actually touch the Pokemon and he'll giggle, right? <laughs> wow. Uh, so mixed reality allows me to interact with that world. So I'm able to see everything around me. And then on top of that is the animated world that I can interact with. So or think Minority Report, right, where he's moving holograms around. So those are things that are coming. And it's funny because, like, you know, you go back and watch some of these movies, Right. I think it was Mission Impossible 3 or 4, and they've got contact lenses on that have holograms and allow you to do facial recognition. Oh, wow. You know, things that they were doing, you know, and talking about Hollywood years, even like, you know, you go back and watch things like Superman, you know. Right,
1: right, right. right. Talking his
0: father, that's an AI program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tony Robbins already talked about how he wants to back up all his, his memories and information and have an AI program that will live once he passes away. So you think about professors or, you know, teachers that have all this knowledge that can back up their memories into an AI that can go back and do class and a hologram. I mean, they're just, the, the possibilities are endless and, you know, we could spend all day talking about it, but there's a lot of exciting things that I think what you're going to see, there's a gentleman named Ray Kurzweil who wrote a book called The Singularity. And he talks about how, you know, over the last thousand years, you've seen technology as kind of a, you know, steady, in, you know, incline. But you're gonna right. see now more of a swoop all the way up, but a very drastic change in 2045, they predict, is when everything is going to change completely, and we'll see more of a emerging with all this technology and how we live our everyday lives going completely shift. So it's it's pretty exciting times and and I think the next five to ten years are gonna be pretty incredible.
1: That's amazing. I recently finished a book called Who Not How. An interesting book for entrepreneurs, and I'm sure you've, it, you know, yeah. you know, read it about as well. You know, one yeah. of the exciting things that's A lot of times uh, this higher education institutions are so obsessed with the how, you know, or how are we going to achieve this goal or how are we going to become, you know, such a, you know, trendy institution or, you know, adapt to these technologies. I think it's, it's the question of who, and then it's obviously finding, you know, companies like yourself and uh, enthusiasts and and experienced uh, individuals like yourself. If people want to do that, what would be the best way to find you then? (laughs) Yeah, they can basically go to our website. It's com
0: that's p-o-i-n-t-i-n-t-i-m-e studios with an s.com and they can reach out if they go to email us at info at studios.com. we'll get that email and happy to set up a call with them and chat with them as well and kind of go over you know the different options or they call our direct line is 800-208-1267 and my extension is 701 so they can reach us but but yeah i mean really and you know there's never any pressure it really are their initial meeting like word talks around with nasa about Creating a metaverse, you know, and working with them on on how to integrate a lot of holographic, you know, information, and it's just an exciting time. And so, you know, having those conversations, let's talk about what you're trying to accomplish. What are the challenges you're having? Like any other marketing, you know, exactly. and then really dive into it and go, okay, because I, I always believe, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? Right. Let's, let's just not say, okay, well, everyone's got to do the metaverse. Let's talk about it. Let's see what are you trying to accomplish where are you at with things? And then let's, let's see how we can integrate what we do with what you're trying to do. And it does that solve, you know, does it create a solution for you? So th- that's how we approach it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. And that's a great book, by the way. I just finished reading it a few months ago. and It's really changed how I think in my business too, because I think a lot of people, you know, the executive level think, you know, you know who, you know, and, you know, instead of thinking, you know, how are we going to do this? They're worried about, you know, how we're going to do it instead of finding who's that person that can come in and help
1: us. So It is a mind shift for sure, yeah. It's, you know, also kind of a balance of, I mean, you got to hit the balance at some point, right? You know, when you ask the question, who, you know, you continue to think of, okay, what is this criteria, right? Or who, meaning that, you know, you sort of do an analysis to see, you know, if there are people like that, or you see if you can create the who right, or build the who eventually so that you you have, you know, on on the same page, you know, existing supply versus creating a supply, which is, you know, so amazing. Rami, I really, really appreciate your time. This is really exciting. I know there's, you know, so much more to this topic. But, you know, I hope this conversation inspires, you know, our respective institutions and, you know, prospective, you know, clients as well as, you know, others who are interested in learning more about this topic. And thank you for gifting your time this morning to us. I hope you know, our podcast listeners will find this inspirational as inspirational as I did. And you know, until our next episode, I, you know, thank you for your time. And then if you're interested in what Forstay does, check us out at forestay.com or you can learn more about about And if you want to, you know, become part of this podcast and learn more, it would be podcast.forstay.com. Thank There's you so much. My Thank you for having me. My
0: pleasure. Thank you.